Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Yes, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening in. We're so thrilled that you've joined The Mystic Margaritas. I'm Marge Bowen. I'm here with Margaret Miller. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning, Marge. How are you today? I am good, and I'm super excited to talk about this, and I'm going to tell you why. You know, uh, Margaret and I, we we go by what is called the Gene Keys, based on Richard Rudd's um, human design course called the Gene Keys, which corresponds to the I Ching, and the I Ching is this book that's like 5,000 or plus years old, and it holds all kinds of wisdom about what it's like to live life. And um, there are 64 hexagrams in the I Ching that actually line up with our genetic code. And also when we bring in the astrological influences, then we have a gene key that really gives us an, an energy for contemplation. And today's gene key is uh, gene key 31, and it's going from arrogance to humility by way of leadership. So the reason I'm so excited to talk about this, Margaret, because this is in my holographic profile under SQ. So that's the spiritual quotient of the um, Venus sequence, it's called, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And it's so, so I'm pretty familiar with this one. <laughs> and um, this I, I just love that we're going to talk about this and arrogance. I love that Richard Rudd talks about arrogance and gave it more meaning to me. And, and, you know, when I first did my holographic profile, I read all of them. And so in rereading this now uh, from a book called the 64 ways, reading about the 31st Jinky, I, you know, I got more out of it this time, of course. Mm -hmm. And um, he mentions that arrogance is really the seeking of recognition. And I thought, oh, wow, that makes so much sense. And I don't typically need recognition from a group or, you know, it's always nice to have, but I don't seek it out, at least in business or in my work or things like that. But I started looking at how I seek recognition from my relationships. So no wonder it's part of the Venus sequence because it's in my love relationships that I sometimes seek um, recognition from others, mm -hmm. you know, and then the other piece of seeking recognition is that it's based on insecurity. And when we're insecure, we tend to be outer focused. And so I've certainly seen in my, you know, over the decades of my life, I have seen the insecurity and I have seen how I've looked to people around me, people's reactions or their what they say or what they do or don't do for me as an indication of that love. And it can right. be very confusing, right? Because there, it's easy to go into, well, if I'm coming from insecurity anyway, there's an insufficiency. And I think there can sometimes be a shame and a blame and judgment and all kinds of things. It just gets really convoluted in the ego. Right. And I like how you um, uh, said about arrogance being 
you know, having to do with insecurity or having to do with these, yeah, just feelings of, of being afraid, really, of uh, being accepted or being, um, uh, yeah, basically being accepted. Uh, and, and it's like, when we, um, it doesn't matter how we get the attention when we're in that state, right? It doesn't matter if it's negative attention or positive attention, it's still attention. <laughs> and so, and so it's sort of, sort of a strange way. I think in, in some regards, it's, uh, it's a rather different way of looking at arrogance. It really is. Right. And, and so how, how is that arrogant? And, and cause we think of, a lot of times our our definition of arrogance is um you know like we're so full of ourselves and and but really if we're afraid of being accepted uh, and and our goal you know our uh, our what we're trying to attain is that recognition or or acceptance right, right? then that that really is arrogance it's like we're we're so focused on um receiving that that we that we don't um we don't really think about what we're saying or what you know how how we're received except for that we want to be received and so we're gonna sort of um i'm getting excited about this sorry i'm gonna take a deep <laughs> breath so we we sort of uh maneuver ourselves it, uh with our words to try and be accepted. And I think it's, you know, it, this, this whole gene key talks about the frequency of our words. It does. And you can hear the insecurity out of underneath that's underneath that maneuvering of always, let's say if someone, if we have, if we've known someone who tends to build themselves up all the time and has to give their credentials and, and, you know, uh, impart their knowledge, you know, make it known that they know a lot about everything. You can hear that is a form of arrogance because if, if someone is in that energy, there may be no room to hear someone else's various opinion or differing opinion or thoughts, right? Because they're so in their own and, and that, that therein lies the insecurity. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I love that um, this really struck me, too, is that um, the wrong question to ask. This is from Richard Rudd again. The wrong question to ask is, how can how can I feel more secure? That is not the question to ask. The question to ask is, how can I best serve the whole? That really just struck me. That really just struck me because, you know, I think when we, and believe me, again, this is in my profile. I know this one well. I can be blinded within this place of arrogance thinking, you know, and there's nothing that will remind us more better than this, than our children. And as our children grow older and become parents and, you know, there, it's so interesting to me because their memories about their childhood are very, can be very different than my memory about his childhood, you know? And so they'll come at, you know, and I had this experience, I've been having this experience recently with my son that he remembers his childhood um, being um, almost like I didn't 
take care of him as well as he thinks I should. And I've had to, you know, and I've, it's talk about being humbled. And that's part of this process of arrogance is moving into humility, right? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that will bring us down to our knees, right? And out of arrogance quicker than the closest people around us or life, just situations that slam us in the face and say, oh no, <laughs> that's not really where you need to be right now. And that's kind of what I've gotten, you know? And so I, I had to, I didn't have to. So I, what I did with him is I said, well, son, you know, I think if this happened, I, I'm sure I would have done this. I, you know, I, I cared about you and I gave you what you needed, you know, and it's just really, I mean, I, I took care of you. I made sure if you couldn't walk, I would make sure you went to the doctor. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny. And so there's been a few things, you know, that has brought me to my knees lately about mothering. And so it's caused me, again, it goes into humility and it's caused me to, so, whoa, well, what kind of mother was I? And obviously the me in my thirties was totally different than the me now. And it takes a great deal of humility to really see myself through my son's eyes when I was much younger and didn't know as much and wasn't as mature and, you know, as, as even open-hearted as I am now. Like, right. Whoa. So, oh the, boy, there you go. Then, and that's, that's part of it is, is that as we, as we've gone through more of these things in our lives and we've, you know, we have uh, a little bit more maturity and so forth, we, we tend to, be more open-hearted, right? We have we have gone through enough things that our heart has gotten broken open, <laughs> you know, through through all of these things, and and so the the arrogance that we're talking about when we're talking about it as the shadow of arrogance, and then the gift of leadership and the city of uh, of humility. That that shadow of arrogance is is. Um, sort of thinking in in one way thinking that you know best thinking that you have more control over things than you actually do and like actually thinking that you have control over uh how your son perceives you for instance or or whatever you know that thinking that we have control over much of anything is is where the arrogance is and and when we um and then the sort of the Part of that shadow when he talks uh richard rudd talks always about um with each of the shadows he he talks about the repressive uh nature of that shadow and then the the um um what is it called the more outward uh expressive nature of that and and so the repressive nature of that is uh false is like the is um deferring right deferring uh to others and saying oh well i'm you know i'm not as good as this person or you know so it's it's sort of but it's this sort of false humility that is still looking for that attention and that recognition right and i don't know how exactly i got to that um uh that thought but but it's like when we are when we are caring about 
when we're really caring about what other people think of us. And this is, you know, it's hard. It's hard, especially with our kids. Yes. It's hard not to care what they thought about their childhood. Yes. You know? right. And so, and so what a beautiful example, you know, of that. Cause I can, you know, I'm sure I can relate to it and I'm sure that other people can relate to that same thought. Oh, I hope that my, that my children think that I was a good mother and right. And he did, you know, I brought, I mean, I brought it up with him and, and we had a little discussion about, Oh mom, I shouldn't have told you that you're a great mom. You were a great mom, you know, and all that. And it's like, but you know, it, but that was a really learning moment for me because, you know, uh, Richard Rudd talks about that there are different layers of arrogance and one layer is the ego, mm -hmm. right? So that's me, 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 mm -hmm. me, 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 right. What I need, what I want, what, you know, everything according to me, but the other layer is a spiritual layer. layer. And I've had to learn this one too. And this is about, um, this one's about self-righteous indignation. You know, years, yes. ago when I was, years ago when I was studying kinesiology and I was in a class, when you go to a kinesiology class, you get worked on, that's how you do, you work on each other's, yeah. you, you get to deal with your stuff, right? And one of the emotions that came up for me was self, self-righteous indignation and I was like I don't have self-righteous <laughs> you said self-righteously <laughs> so at first it was like no I don't and then I had to sit I was like oh my gosh I I did I mean I, mean, I, I can see it now where it popped out in my life and and that you know that it's, so that took me to another humbling place and so <laughs> That's another part, a form of, of this, um, this arrogance and then acting without realizing that there are consequences is another layer acting without uh, realizing there are consequences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think that's sort of my, uh, my MO in that shadow is, is acting as if there aren't or, or or without recognizing that the, the consequences of my words or my actions and and you know that's that's something that has brought me to my knees many times <laughs> and we have seen leaders modeling yeah. this right? Yeah. right and which kind of takes us into what is a leader and and away from you know learning leaders are this from business, you know, I mean, if you, if you've gone to business courses, you know, learn, learn about leaders, but this is really, like you said in the beginning, this is really different. This is a different kind of leadership. Mm -hmm. We can maybe approach that when we come back, but yeah. 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 So uh, let's go ahead and take our break. Now you're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We are Mystic Margaritas. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I love that in our introduction, Margaret, um, that it mentions the sweet and salty, right? And we're talking about the salty right now, and maybe even sometimes sour, which we didn't include. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, life is interesting, isn't it? And, and it's, of course, we need to experience a form of arrogance in our life because it offers an opportunity to fall from grace, right? And we have to fall from grace. We have to make mistakes. We have to fall down in life yeah. in order to, to get up and learn things. But one of the things that I thought was also interesting about arrogance is the fact that it's, that it's also can represent clinging. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, so when I think about clinging, I this is sort of I, I wasn't um, hadn't been thinking about that. So so let me let me see what comes up here. When I think about clinging, I think about um, trying to have control over something, you know, trying to have control over the situation. And and so when we when we think that there's any possibility of us having control over much of anything <laughs> in our lives, I guess that's what that is. It's like, who are you to think that you can control life? Life is not something that is actually in our control. And so, <laughs> so that's, that's what comes up for me. What, what were you thinking? I, I would agree with that. Plus I would, I, I think that it's also represents clinging to what we think should, should be the way someone acts or the way I, what I should get, again, we go back to me, 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 me. That's the arrogant stance, right? Me, 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 me. So if I'm clinging to the need for recognition from someone else in a certain way, you know, I'm going to be stuck in that. And you can hear the self-righteous indignation in that. Mm -hmm. you know, this is what I want, you know, I've done this and this and this, and I deserve to be, to get this and this and this. There, there's a clinging to that needed response from someone that is, again, you can hear also hear how I'm outer focused if I'm there. Right. And just as you were saying, we can't control how other people think. We can't control how, how other people respond and usually how other people behave. We can only, we really can only uh, 
create that create that control within ourselves and how we react and things we say and you know how we handle situations so that just uh sparked uh, another uh thought about this and that is that actually you know the words the frequency of words have the ability to control you know we don't we don't as you know as our human selves we don't have the ability to control life or situations or whatever but we can look at history and we can look at you know i mean certainly religious history but also you know um history of of our governments and things like that over long periods of times where where words had incredible um ability to control the thought processes of the masses and and so it's it but it always comes down when we're talking about the shadow the gift and the frequency it always comes down to um frequency i, I right. didn't say that right but <laughs> no, no i get what you're saying it comes down to the frequency that exists today and and taking us to the next conversation which is choosing to change that frequency and transform it into something else that mm -hmm. is better for me and the whole, better for the whole. So it goes, moves, it helps us to move away from me, 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 and encompasses more than just me. Right, and then, but it also it also um, helps us to differentiate between the the different types of leadership and what we're talking about here in terms of what what a different form of leadership is when we're, we're talking about the leadership from that shadow frequency we are talking about someone who is able to utilize their words to uh to you know draw people to them i'm the leader and and this is you know this is what i say goes kind of a thing uh rather than a different style of leadership that is is much more uh an influencer than and doesn't really care about you know doesn't really have the desire to have anybody follow them but they have a great influence and is and is um fallible mm -hmm. and you know has integrity within that fallibility mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know in fact richard rudd i'd like to read this quote because I've, i was very impressed by this he says that um he says where we act without integrity and out of insecurity because we're trying to control our lives we're acting arrogant Okay, so I'll just read it again. When we act without integrity and out of insecurity because we're trying to control our lives, we're acting arrogant. Hmm. So that kind of really gives you a, a glimpse of um, that we that all of us can can be arrogant. And when we, you know, when we choose to look at that, and the card I pulled today was from a it's actually from a sacred geometry, um, sacred symbol deck, and it's called the still point. And I'll just hold this up. It's just a symbol uh, that all the shapes is mostly circular and it's called the still point because in order for us to move into choice, when we are experiencing our own arrogance, mm -hmm. we've got to, as we've talked about over and over in this show, 
we've got to find a quiet place within self to really open up to that, you know, and that's where humility comes in too, right? To be able to open up to that in such a way that we are able to see our arrogance. And then when we, when we're in that place, we can move into choice about letting go. And that's what this jinky is all about. It's about letting go over and over and over again and letting go of the me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like, I haven't done it for a while, but in this show, I, I oftentimes like to bring in an essential oil because I love, I love essential oils. And in particularly, I like really high quality um, essential oils like doTERRA's and I'm just gonna, this one is Copaiba. And you can kind of see that if you can, it's spelled C-O-P, I-A-B-A, it's actually from, or excuse me, C-O-P-A-I-B-A, and it's often called copaiba, but it's from, comes from Brazil, this plant, and it's really a powerful um, essential oil for pain, but also it's the oil of um, unveiling. So it helps us if we're feeling regret, because Mm. Sometimes in that process of recognizing our own arrogance and and wanting to shift the frequency of that, wanting to choose something different, right? We can move into um, we can move into being ashamed or guilty or regretful. Okay, so copaiba or copaiba helps us to feel more worthy, self-aware, have clarity, move into forgiveness redefining self and finding a purposeful existence. So the energy of this oil helps us with all of that. And if you want any more information about how to access these these high quality medicinal type of oils, you're welcome to email me at margebowen.com. And you can find more information on my website, which is www.margebowen.com. So anyway, I wanted to bring that oil in because I think it's a beautiful blend to help us maneuver through this arrogance and into choice um, Hmm. along our way as we become humble. (laughs) I, I just, I think I mentioned this in a, in another show, but I, I always, when I think about humility and, uh, you know, because, and we're going to get to that, you know, later as we, as we go along, but I just kind of wanted to bring it in now is that, that um, humility, if, if somebody really has humility, they don't care what other people think. It's not like, it's not the, the humbleness and the, and the humility that, that, that is genuine is like, um, it's so it's so transparent and it's so um, authentic that it doesn't care what if somebody actually thinks that they're arrogant. Like you could come across, you could you could be saying something that if it came across, if you if it had a particular frequency behind it, it would be arrogant. But you could say the same thing, not caring about what what somebody else thinks about it or, or how it's going to be received and it's not arrogant at all it's it's actually um a high level of humility and so it's for me i keep thinking about the frequency like we are frequential beings 
right? Yes, we are mostly frequency. We are mostly energy, just a little bit of flesh and bone. And so when, when we're ready to move from the shadow of arrogance into the, into this energy of, of uh, leadership or influence, you know, we have to, we have to bring in the heart. We have to, we have to drop into the heart. And, and so of course, you know, then I want to talk about heart-centered awareness, you know, because that's, that's my main love in life. And that's what I care about, um, you know, talking about and, and helping people with is, is bringing our awareness down into our heart center. And, and so I, I, um, of course, latched onto a, a, a quote uh, from, from the Gene Keys also from Richard Rudd. And it says, you know, uh, only the human heart can truly offer an answer to the mystery of existence. And unless your words carry the perfume of love somewhere behind them, they are still waiting around in the shadow frequency. And I just thought, ooh, that's so delicious. <laughs> it is. Everything that you were just talking about and describing to me, I, I had these words pop into my head. And really what it is for me is, Beauti beautifully it's beautifully vulnerable mm. and i really feel like it's from that beautiful vulnerable place that we get really clear on our boundaries that is the place in which we get clear on on our boundaries within ourselves for ourselves and for others mm -hmm. and you know a leader um A leader, I think, can be defined as one with humility, patience, and inner courage, because it is not an easy thing to become humble when we've been arrogant. That is, that is not always the most pleasant journey. And it does take great inner courage. Not the kind of courage where you go charge, not that kind. I mean, that takes courage. Don't get me wrong. This is a different kind of courage. This is the courage to be really super honest with self and be vulnerable like you were describing. And as you were describing someone who is in that space within their heart, when they're, when they're hu hu in humility, they are extremely willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. And that's why I was thinking, oh, man, that's, that's beautifully vulnerable right there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it causes that vulnerability. Uh, well, I guess it's a result of the transparency, right. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the open heartedness. Yeah. And so um, I'd love to let's, let's dive into that farther uh, when we come back from break. So you're listening to mystic margaritas. I'm Margaret Miller with Marge Bowen and we're on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific 
on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to MysticMargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Marge Bowen. I'm with Margaret Miller. So, Margaret, um, you know, it's interesting to talk about the ego for a second because the ego really exists in our psyche to keep us safe. And the ego won't let us see our own arrogance. That's why we get blindsided sometimes. You know, we, uh, and that's why we actually can build this kind of fantasy in our mind about, oh, I was such a great mom, or I was such a great this, or I was such a great that. And then you find out from someone else that they have a different point of view about that. And, um, or at least in moments of your existence in that role, do you know what I mean? And so, so the ego is a tricky thing. And, you know, when we move into humility, then we really are ego-less. Okay, that's when we make that transition from, stepping out of ego and just being as you're you know so beautifully said heart centered aware mm-hmm. yeah and it it's you know this is this is so important to uh, to really understand i think is is that that we are we can be great influencers and we are influencers every every single one of us is an influencer in one way or another and um when we're when we're operating at um the egoic level or the shadow frequency or however whatever you want to call it um we are uh only concerned about ourselves right i mean that that's just the way that works. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, there is, there, there was a, a point in our life, in our childhood where that was really important, right? <laughs> to be self-centered and to be focused on ourselves and, and all of those things. And then as we, as we develop and we grow and we realize, you know, like there, there's, there's a big wide world out there <laughs> that, that, you know, that, that the universe doesn't exactly revolve around us or, or whatever it is. And we, or we go through those humbling experiences, then we can really, uh, uh, start to develop a different kind of influence. And I, it really does relate to that. The quote that I read earlier from Richard Rudd about, you know, it, that the heart 
when we come from our heart, when we are able to really reside in our hearts and come from that, there is the frequency of love, this very rare, rarefied high frequency that travels along our words and is received regardless of what words we use. Like the words start to become irrelevant and the frequency starts to have its influence. And, and the reason that is, I mean, one of the reasons that is, is that the heart, the human heart, the, the energy field around the heart, the electromagnetic field around the heart is very, very powerful. And the magnetic part of that is um, thousands of times stronger than the magnetic field around the, the brain. And so, so this is that when we're thinking from our, when we're talking and speaking from our head, there is a particular frequency and a particular, you know, magnetic draw right magnetic field but when we speak from our hearts that it's a much more powerful field and so then we become influencers in that way and it's always uh has the that perfume of love mm -hmm. it it's a beautiful thing and it and i think that we spend our lives you know we spend our lives decades refining our ability to operate through our heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why we have relationships. And sometimes we have to surrender. That's another aspect of humility is surrendering. And a lot of people, a lot of clients and people that I talk to about surrender in the past, they don't like the word. They don't like surrender because they think it's bowing down to or giving up, right? right. And surrender really isn't. It's letting go of our Def, uh, definitions of ourself. It's letting go of our definitions of ourselves. And our definition of self often is based from ego, right? We've learned it from others. You know, we've learned it um, by our experiences. And um, we've learned it by hearing, you know, in our family unit, you know, and how, how we defined ourselves in that unit. So, so we have this idea about self and that changes with, as we grow older in our lives, it changes all the time. I was just walking with a friend today and, you know, this last year of COVID has been very, very hard for everyone. And it's changed the reality of our lives, everyone's lives. It's changed our reality. And then we've had personal things happen that have changed our idea about us. And that can create a bit of anxiety for many, many people hmm. and insecurity. <clears throat> so surrendering is, you know, is letting go of old definitions of ourselves and the world and being able to open to um, looking at ourselves and others in new ways it's not easy but we have to trust we have to learn to trust that oh i'm okay in this new reality we're okay in this new reality we can handle whatever is coming our way you know yeah and yeah and so and that that surrender you know it, it comes back to courage again because that requires that courage that you're talking about 
it requires the ability that in order to let go, you know, it's, it's, that is, uh, that requires a great amount of courage. And I was cracking up because that happens to be the card that I drew today. Oh, nice. Yeah, it says, uh, it's Archangel Ariel. It says, courage, be courageous and stand up for your beliefs. And so, but it's also, it's also that courage of, like you said, of, of being able to let go and trust that, that even though we don't know how things are going to work out or we don't, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many unknowns or, 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 uh, what seemed to be a stable foundation isn't anymore or whatever it is in our particular circumstance that we can have the courage to, uh, to surrender to life. Right. And you said that beautifully, a stable foundation, because our foundation, every, every, I mean, all along the way in life, our foundation shifts and changes mm-hmm. and we, and you know, I, hopefully we can have the courage, right, to adjust to that in a healthy way. And mm-hmm. if we don't, hopefully we have the courage to recognize why we're not adjusting in a healthy way and choose some different strategies that do help us move into a more balanced foundation. And that's what life's about. Fall up, fall down, get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get up. <laughs> It is. It's true. It doesn't stop. You know, I mean, I don't think it'll ever stop in my life. I think, I think in my next decade of, of seven being 70, you know, which is next year. So as I start my decade of the seventies, you know, I'm pretty confident that I'm still going to fall down and have to get up and learn things, be open and surrendering to things in a new way. You know, because I don't think we're ever done. I, I'm never, I'm never going to be done. You know, I plan on hopefully learning everything I can as I, as I grow older until I die. Well, that's, that's the path of a mystic. That is the path of a mystic. It's a truth seeker. You, you mystic Margarita, you. That's right. <laughs> and all of you out there who feel the same about that, you are truth seekers. So, you know, embrace that. It's a beautiful thing. Not always easy, though. It takes great courage to be a truth seeker because the truth often hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so so then that brings us back to that, what you were talking about uh, with, with really, really feeling the truth like really um, being able to be in that uh, place of your own truth, but also listening and feeling for uh, the truth in what someone else is saying or the truth in, you know, like when we're, when we're arrogant, we can't, we can't uh, hear somebody else's truth or maybe the truth. (laughs) All we can hear is, you know, what, what will serve our, our uh, immediate needs. You know, that makes me think of another friend who um, is, and probably a lot of people listening on this call can relate to people who have gone through AA, or maybe you yourself, if you're listening, have gone through AA. And I have a great respect for that process because this making amends, I've been thinking about that a lot because I've been listening to her talk about making amends to others. And, you know, I've really thought about that, how beautiful that is. And so 
uh, because it, and in the moment with my son sitting down and saying, you know, son, I'm really sorry. I wasn't the mother that maybe you needed then, you know, I, to, and, and he was like, oh, mom, you know, no, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I shouldn't have told you. You're a great mom. But I thought, you know, that's okay. That statement was like me making amends for who I was at that time. And that's okay. I mean, I didn't know everything. We don't know everything as we're raising children. We learn things as we grow older, you know, and we mature. So, um, so, but it felt good to me to make amends. And that's cleaning it up. That's getting, having integrity. That's being honest and, and trusting that I'm, I can be okay saying that to him, you know, without losing my way, you know, I can be that vulnerable to say those words. So this making amends thing, that's part of the beauty of AA. I really have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that what, how powerful and courageous is that? <laughs> extremely yeah it's extremely because we cannot be in arrogance when we're making amends we have already reached humility right and, you know that that is the journey that and we're being a leader that's the other way i see that when we are making amends to others we are now in leadership because we're saying listen we all fall down mm-hmm. and that's part of humanity and, and you're going to do it. I've done it. And so here's a way to deal with it. it yeah. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. Kim says uh, in the chat, she says humility, humility figures very largely in AA. Yes. Yeah. It's like one of the pillars, that. right? I can hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, I, I think we're at a break again. I can't believe that <laughs> it's time is flying. So uh, you're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We're Mystic Margaritas. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with a mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're on the final segment of our show today, talking about really rich things around humility right now. And so, um, you know, I, Margaret, I, I think about the code on ring of no return that this is it's the ring of no return so when once we have fallen there's no you know there's no going back before that fall there's no going back and you know a leader um we 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 have a choice of that moment we can either stay down from our fall or we can get up 
from our fall. And that's why choice is such an important part of this whole conversation. Because I can choose to stay down, you know, and, and live my life that way. Or I can choose to actually get back up and face the music. And that's the hardest thing to do is to get back up and face the music. And so this idea of leadership is about getting back up after a fall, <laughs> learning from being vulnerable enough and humility, uh, having humility enough to learn why I fell and what the fall means to me and how I can avoid falling like that in the future, right? So having integrity with the fall. And then, and then the leadership is getting back up and moving forward from there. Hmm. Yeah. And even, even, even not caring if you fall again, not, not trying to avoid, avoid falling again, but, but really not um, having an opinion about whether you, oh, <laughs> you know, whether well. you fall again. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, right? That would so take great patience. It it would, and and so so there was an idea that was expressed in this uh, in Richard Rudd's uh, sixty four ways about this about humility and and talking about the person who is in that state. It has no um, no reference point for. Um, they're not thinking about things individually. They're not thinking about how things are affecting them individually. They are seeing themselves as part of the greater whole. So they're not even going to, um, they're not even going to be offended by somebody's arrogance. Like they're not even going to notice that somebody else is arrogant. They're going to receive whatever it is from the frequency and and not really have an opinion about it. And that's it's it's like this level. I, you know, I don't think that very many human beings on the planet are at that state, you know, and that's why it's called the city or the enlightenment, right, is is that, you know, it's it's sort of that rarefied frequency. But but we but what happens when we we come into that kind of that place where we we really are um being more humble and and really understanding that uh that it's important to always be coming from our hearts and that that's where we're going to you know that's where we're going to have influence uh, all of a sudden we become influencers not just ourselves but we become influencers along with the other influencers of or leaders of the same frequency and we're all it, it, you know it you can see it i i see it all the time with the you know people that i know that are in similar professions or or looking at um people like richard rudd and and um just all the different leaders out there um the you know all of the information from like heart math institute and uh joe dispenza and oh gosh mel robbins and you know just all so these many. different yeah. people right that that they're all saying the same thing or they're all but they're saying it with their their particular frequency of leadership yeah, and and it's it becomes a group leadership rather than this individual being a leader 
Yes. And, you know, for me, this 31st um, gene key, uh, it, my line is about patience and time and space. And, mm. and that's an interesting one because, you know, next week we're going to talk about mindfulness. And that's why meditation and mindfulness is so key is in allowing that pay, I'm not, you know, patience, that's a challenge for me. And if I don't allow, give myself that time and space to really just be mindful and meditate, then um, patience comes much harder for me when it comes to er move, shifting out of arrogance into humility and, you know, creating something different. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what you're talking about. We have all these leaders that are talking about how to utilize mindfulness and time and space. And so it'll be fun to talk about that too. Um, mm -hmm. next week. Yeah, it, it just so happens that, that that particular gene key that we'll be talking about next week is is my uh, SQ or spiritual motion uh, oh. yeah so Perfect. so we went we went from yours to mine and then we'll we'll see what happens there <laughs> oh, i love that yeah so so any more uh thoughts on humility for this no, last I minute do. or so i do i want to just say to people who are listening to this broadcast um you know you can hear i think the the point is this that that our ego keeps us from being able to, it keeps it once from being able to see the arrogance and that we all fall down, all fall down. Remember that ring around the rosy, you know, posy, all fall down. We all fall down in life. We fall down, we fall down, we fall down. Getting back up is, is a gift. Getting back up is a skill and it's something we can all choose to do and embrace the falling down to get up and embrace getting up. Yeah. And that's when we can surrender to what to where we are in life and relax into it and try to just enjoy the ride. It's so short. <laughs> it's so short. Right. So yeah, that's I love that you bring that in because because really you might as well we might as well relax into life and we might as well make amends and we might as well um you know take the humble pie and <laughs> you know and move forward from it because we're going to eventually because none of us gets out of here alive right. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't mean to end it that way but it's you know it's true and and but here we are great ride yeah yeah so. thanks for joining us <laughs> thank you for choosing to listen to the mystic margarita show marge and margaret will return next monday at 1 p.m eastern standard time 12 p.m central 11 a.m mountain and 10 a.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com we hope you'll join us until then drink up the magic in you